Hell. Oh, 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 live. Oh, yeah, there it is. From page 127 of Emma Lurking's favorite novel. It's a magical Monday edition of Business Pants. Hail. Joined as always by Emma, truly lurking, lurking, and Matt, the ESG analytics hustler, Muscardi. I'm Kimball Musk's favorite Uber driver. Am I allowed to say that? Hustler? ESG analytics hustler? I do feel like th- like it just got... Porny. I don't even know what a hustler is. Real, I thought a hustler is someone who like gets business or like uh, the Jackie Gleason, Paul Newman movies. I get all the business done. Uh, in today's mix CD bag of spam scented nuggets called June 6, twenty twenty. Sexy story updates and sleazy academic papers. Yeah, sleaze. <laughs> Bring in the sleaze. What's wrong with academia? I don't know. What's wrong with you? Uh, everything. <laughs> Here we go. Ready. <laughs> Updates. Uh, I wanted to update this because I made a mistake last week. I don't make a lot of mistakes, but when I do, I want to. Uh, I I'm, I insinuated there was an article that the NBA is now half all half the coaches are now black. I insinuated this was just a piece that wasn't topical that they were just talking about it because of the playoffs. I'm wrong. The Lakers just hired Darvin Ham, so it, it, it something did happen. There was a news event. There was a new black coach hired last week. That's why I just want to say it. I just wanted to put it out there. What a screw-up you are. And I wanted to point out that Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, who I've heaped a lot of praise on here, is also clearly aligned with us. Here's what he had to say. He said... I think he called us. He said... He's talking about the increase in black coaches in the NBA. He said, you have to talk... Here's a quote. You have to talk about these issues all the time. That's what we do, Matt. That's all day. (laughs) He says, if you care about diversity and inclusion in your workplace, you've got to look at the data. Matt, that's what we f***ing do. That's our job. That's what I mean. This is perfect. He works for free float. He also said, and this is a hint to maybe when we can finally stop this terrible company. This is what he said. He said, at the same time, while I'm particularly proud of those numbers and roughly 50% of our HUD coaches are black now, the goal is that that, that's not newsworthy and that when people are Mm. hired, their first reaction isn't the color of their skin or gender. So what he's saying, Matt, is that when we finally get to that breaking point where half the CEOs of the S&P 500 are women, I think we can we can retire. We're done. It won't be newsworthy yeah, anymore. I was going to say, d- what do we talk about if that happens? That's what I'm saying. But what do we do? He's saying that's when we're done. That's when I we're done. I don't want to be done. So corporate America, like if this. you want us out, get half the women, in the S- half the CEOs of the oh, S&P 500 a... to be women and we're done. We promise. I, wow. All right. That bold. Moving on. Uh, I hate to say Do it. Do we have to move on? Yes. Yeah. I know what we're going to talk about. There's a whole lot of uh, Kimball Musk's brother out there. Let's go. Let's hit it. Um, first, okay. there's a letter. Uh, Elon Musk accuses Twitter of resisting and thwarting his right to information on fake accounts. So they filed a letter with the SEC. Um, he's calling it a clear material breach of terms of their merger agreement. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Here it is. Here's what I want to point out in the letter. It says, this is from a lawyer from his law firm. He says, Mr. Musk will, of course, comply with the restrictions bound by a non-disclosure agreement, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you think Elon Musk will, of course, com- comply with the restrictions? I feel like of course might be of a little course? strong. Of course. <laughs> of course might be strong. Yeah. But technically speaking, Matt, 
He's looking for the data to prove how many of the accounts at Twitter are spam or bots. You really think yep. Elon Musk is not going to reveal this data when he kills the agreement? This is a, uh, he's, uh, he's under he, a non-disclosure <laughs> that he can't. So how is he going to get I around he, this, Matt? How? How? Uh, uh, well, he's not. I mean, look. But his lawyer said, of course, just, he will comply. Of course. Of course he will. Yeah. But only with Section 6.4. And I'm sure they're going to find something in there that's like uh, allows them to not comply. Look, this is all this is kabuki theater. I don't know. I hate it. It's so stupid. The end of the letter says this is a clear material breach of Twitter's obligations under the merger agreement, and Mr. Rusk, Mr. Musk, reserves all rights to terminate the merger agreement. Yeah, yeah, great. Do it. Pay the billion, which you won't do, but do it. I love it. Uh, there's more uh, from this category uh, on a story we covered last week. Uh, now Tesla's headcount will increase, according to Musk, uh, after emailing staff about job cuts. So after sending an email last week that. about job yeah. cuts for salaried staff, uh, Elon seemed to retract his statements in a tweet writing that the number of salaried staff may not change drastically. This came after he told them that he would cut 10% of salaried jobs. So this is this is like this is what's going on. I mean, really, this is why we talk about this constantly. Because what the actual f? What kind of I'm CEO buying Twitter and this? I'm not negotiating. I'm not buying Twitter. I'm negotiating. What oh, kind you're of nonsense all fired. is this? Oh, yeah. no, no one's fired. Like this is like I like I don't. Are you? I, this I, is, I was going to ask you. You know, there are certain requirements uh, that corporations have with the SEC to file uh, information. You know, like this. Are you allowed to? file like flip floppy information with the SEC constantly like could could you do one day say 10% layoffs the next day say the opposite are you allowed to keep doing that all year round yeah sure okay I didn't know yeah, that you could That's do that cool. you could the next day you could file a letter notice. that says all I right. recant so, what I just said so let's yeah. move on Matt did you know that there was another sibling there's it's not just Elon and Kimball did you know there's a third what? one I didn't know no. this this is from the New York Times today. Uh, the headline, Kimball's other sibling sibling at Passionflix, Tosca Musk, streams shows of toe-curling yumminess. So Tosca Musk, who is Elon's youngest sister, is the force behind Passionflix, a streaming service dedicated to adaptations of romance novels and erotic fan fiction. The service costs $6 a month. And organizes content, this is kind of like us, organizes content by a barometer of naughtiness. The categories are oh-so-vanilla, mildly titillating, passion and romance, toe-curling yumminess, and not safe for work. How come she's not on the board? I don't know. Uh, Passionflix has raised nearly $22 million in early funding from investors that include Kimball Musk, but not Elon. I don't see Elon Musk on this stuff. He doesn't like his sister. Right. No. <laughs> I want to. Yeah. Actually, can we start rating everything that Elon Musk says with those categories? Oh, so vanilla, Ooh. mildly Done. titillating. Done. Passion and romance and toe curling yumminess. The first good idea you've had in about a year. I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, I will add this just to follow to follow up our updates on the, the industry that Elon Musk operates in. Ford said it is planning to invest in uh, $4 billion in facilities across the Midwest, including creating 6,000 union jobs. Just saying. I'm just saying. They're nice. You don't have to I comment. mean, 
they actually could use more. I want an F-150 Lightning, and I can't get one. They're like backwards. Do you actually want a pickup truck? Actually, I can see you using it. I just want what I want is the battery you can plug into your house and runs your that house. Does sound cool. That's all I want. I like that too. That's the best. Let's and it drives. That's the best. It actually works. <laughs> Let's update Cheryl. The, the, the follow-up from Cheryl Sandberg leaving Facebook or Meta, whatever you want to call it. Here's another one from the New York Times. Uh, here, the headline is, who is Mark Zuckerberg's new number two? If you just focus on that part of the headline, it's kind of... It's already false. Kind of juvenile, anyway. She, she was number one. But, uh, yeah, well, you but isn't took it, it as isn't juvenile. It what the is Mark Zuckerberg's two? new number two? It's not who. Is he... Is his excrement a person? I don't understand that. But they say that's, that's they say it's a trick question because they say that uh, Mr. Zuckerberg no longer has any clear number two, so they really consolidated oh! the power. Yeah, Woo! drop the Trouble. mic. Trouble. What a stupid headline. Trouble ahead. I don't think it's a stupid headline. I think that people need to know what's going on there. This guy, it kicked no, out don't. everyone. It's really just him now. Just him. There was never a number two. I guess He's you're a dual right. class dictator. Right. Why, who cares? Uh, let's go to our stakeholders rule category. Uh, a union claims that Starbucks is illegally closing a cafe to retaliate. So they said uh, the Workers United said that uh, a Starbucks is violating federal labor law by permanently closing an Ithaca, New York store. They say it's in retaliation since the, the employees at this location just voted to unionize in April. And let me tell you, Matt. In case you don't know what's going on in Ithaca, New York, there are two major colleges there, two major universities. Cornell. No more coffee. Cornell. 26,000 students, including 10,000 postgraduates. And I know these postgraduates. They need caffeine. In Ithaca College. <laughs> you know them. 6,000 students. Come on. You're closing a Starbucks in Ithaca, New York. 10,000 postgraduate students at Cornell alone. Stop it. Come on. Stop it. Stop I'm actually it. shocked that when you look for Starbucks in Ithaca, New York, there's only five. There's yeah. only, like uh, the, that seems like the lowest concentration of Starbucks anywhere. I mean, closing it, one. If I was nuts. the judge in this case, I would take this data point that I just gave them and say, uh, "Yeah, you're retaliating. You can't do this." And uh, it's pretty. Obvious. I like the. It's I like your logic. I, I I buy your logic. Moving on to more uh, fun stories: billionaires and pigs versus the world. Matt. Ooh. Is that a category of ours? Yeah, this is going to depress you. Uh, we, a story we've covered several times. Carl Icahn is dropping a proxy fight focused on the treatment of pregnant pigs at grocery chain Kroger after concluding he is likely to lose as he did a similar fight at McDonald's last month. Look, I, of course, he's, he doesn't care about this issue okay. that much. Oh, here's the quote. I congratulate the McDonald's teams on, on their victory in this proxy engagement. And after much contemplation, given the company's financial position, I believe the same outcome will result at Kroger. Uh, what? Seriously? He, he, he He's pulling the proposal. But what is this? He filed the proposals only because his daughter okay, but has got a thing for pigs. Let the shareholders at least rights. vote on it. He's pulling it before. So at McDonald's, he pulled it before they even got a chance to vote on it. Because he doesn't care. Like, he might, What about like, the pregnant pigs? Do you think they don't care? care? about pigs? No, the pregnant... Well, first of all, the whole thing was ridiculous. The whole thing was ridiculous. Well, now this but, is the proof that's ridiculous. I just, I just can't believe he's not... Let it go to vote. Nah. You're so far. I mean... 
He doesn't want to be embarrassed by the 0.1% it's going to get. And he's congratulating the people. He's congratulating the p same he, people he that he says are abusing the pregnant pigs. He's congratulating them. <laughs> that That's my favorite part. But I don't Thank understand any of this. Abuse. I don't get this. <laughs> I, I mean, he, it, it was such a great cause. And now he's congratulating them because they won a proxy engagement. I'm just sad for Leslie Samuelrich, who I know yeah. from the SRI community, who was put up for the McDonald's board, did not make it. Did this all apparently sucks. shareholders I hate all this. think? Yeah, no, I do. This uh, this sucks. It was full Come of on, shit. Carl. All right. Finally, I'm going to wrap up with some updates from the world of corporate governance. Um, woo! <laughs> first, a ready for this at Swisscom, a male CEO has replaced a male CEO. What? What? Yeah, I just wanted to that point out. That much. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that uh, at, on the group at the group executive board at Swisscom, there's only one woman. She's the head of human resources. I, it's just this trend I want to keep God. talking about. I'm going to keep talking. Thank about God. It. Okay. I I feel comfortable. Now. Uh, and finally, Matt, uh, remember the sniper? Who's the sniper? Remember who the sniper is? Oh, wasn't that movie with Bradley Cooper? Uh, it's it's close enough. It was the it no. It's that uh, yeah, that, yes. that Amazon dude, yes, right? Exactly. The guy by the water coolers. Yeah, listening exactly. Or it, it was uh, Amazon's worldwide consumer CEO Dave Clark. He's out. Speaking oh, of number twos. Whoa. Speaking of what is your number two or who's your number two? Uh, another huge company yeah, lo losing their number two. That's Amazon. Dave Clark out basically because he's been sucking. And I'm not joking. Well, that's a good reason to, f to get him out. <laughs> yeah. A uh, series of missteps at the business he ran, including warehouse overexpansion, overstaffing, spiraling costs, uh, bruising loss to a union, blah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah. He, the sniper has been sucking and he's out. That's nice. It's nice to see some accountability. Not for like the sniping and stuff. No. But at least for something. So Andy Jassy also consolidating power. So it's going to be Jesse versus Zuck. Who's Jesse's number two? Well, this this is the now it's if, open. If Dave Clark's out. Yeah. I, why? Do, but why am I not reading the new headline with who is Dave Clark the Jassy's, sniper gone? Who's yeah. Andy Jesse's <laughs> number deuce? Oh, where's that headline? Uh, yeah. Well, maybe tomorrow. All right. That's that's all I got. All right. I have. Well, I have a few short things for you. Right. It's another installment of Egghead Say. Yes. The segment no one cares about where we re-say things that people smarter than us said so that we say them in a way that stupider people can understand. I them. think what you're That's trying what to what say is do. speaking of the, 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 the wonderful researchers at Cornell University who no longer have enough coffee. Exactly. Right? They are decaf yep. now. Right. Uh, decaf. What are the academics you know, up to? Withdrawal. What are they up to? So this is actually a roundup of climate change studies that were released. Almost all of these were released in just the past week, which is psychotic to me how, how much the there is. Just past week, okay. Uh, yeah, no joke. Um, but when we talk about climate change and climate change studies, mostly we're usually talking about like the monsoon that's drowning Stuart Kirk's house in Miami or yeah. some violent hurricanes in Louisiana, like demolishing anti-gun or anti-woke gun laws. Um, or like, droughts making sand dunes that teslas can get stuck in we it's usually stuff like that we think you of, know right? what until you said that i i hadn't actually even thought about that the two of the biggest anti-woke uh pushers are the ones that are the the, the, the biggest target and actually add texas to that the, the biggest targets of hurricanes of these super hurricanes yeah, the ice, generated well, by climate change weird that weird ice storm in Texas. Right. That's kind of weird, know, like, huh? Um, kind of weird. All right, keep it's going. A, it's a little weird. It's, I think that's called 
Irony. Right. I believe that's oh, what Barry that's Alanis. called. Very Alanis. Very Alanis, yeah. Um, all right, but the eggheads are here to actually screw with us okay. and all our preconceptions. Here are some of the second order effects that you're not thinking about second with climate order change. Second order effects, ready? okay. These are, these are the things you're not thinking about. Here is one of them. Volcano cooling effect impacted by climate change. Volcano cooling right. effect, okay. Thomas Aubrey from the University of Cambridge and Marie uh, Skladowska mm-hmm. uh, Curie, fellow yeah. on the Volk Pro project. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll pretend like I know what all those yeah. things are. Um, they did a paper, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a little weird, but uh, and I had to get deeper into this than I thought I'd have to, but when a volcano erupts, mm-hmm. it ejects sulfur into the atmosphere, yes. and that sulfur actually mixes with water droplets and repels sunlight. Okay. Okay. So there's a cooling effect when a volcano erupts. However, what they found was small, normal size volcano volcanic eruptions no longer will cool the earth. Now it takes a massive volcanic eruption to help cool the earth. So eggheads are saying, yeah, a volcano large enough to melt you could also save you from climate change. Those are the only ones that can save you. That's we, where we're at. How do we consolidate volcano power? How do we do that? I'm tr- I I I put in a call. I'm going to find out. And do you think I'm that see if the anti-woke people will jump on will become now anti-volcano people too because they're if, if massive volcanoes are cooling, isn't that kind of a woke thing to cool the, the Well, the, the real question is uh, if like the the sort of subordinate volcanoes are not as effective, who's the real volcano number two? That's what yeah, the headline that, yeah, I'm waiting is, for. Yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> no, you were not. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, next one is rising temperatures erode human sleep globally. Erode human sleep. I like the sound of this. Kelton Miner, Andreas Bjer Nielsen, Sigasvala, Yondos. Uh, I, I can't say some of these. We'll say Jonas Sune Lehman and uh-huh. Nick Obradovich. Yes. These are researchers who found the following. Warmer temperatures are reducing sleep globally, amplifying the risk of insufficient sleep. Okay. The elderly, women, mm-hmm. and residents of lower income countries are impacted the most. What and those living in warmer climates lose more sleep per degree of temperature rise. Oh, good. Then I'm safe up here in Maine. That's why I've been sleeping so, so well. Yeah. Eggheads basically are saying old poor ladies should invest in sleep masks and fans. That's what's happening. Well, if you thought you were going to sleep, you're not. Yeah, I mean, when I lived in Brooklyn, here's what old poor ladies would do: they'd sit outside in their lawn chairs at midnight in their underwear. I'm just saying that. I mean, f- that's what they did. It's brilliant. I don't. <laughs> that sounds actually delightful. Yeah. <laughs> for them, they didn't look very happy, to be honest. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Can crossbreeding protect endangered species from the climate emergency? Uh, uh, whoa! This one's yeah. This one, I, I, you're gonna know exactly why I grabbed this. Yeah. It's uh, based on a study by Claire Hiroshiki, uh-huh. Peter Kareva, Michelle Marvier. The study they did is titled "Concern Over Hybridization Risks Should Not um, Should Not Preclude Conservation Interventions," and it covers the idea. Mm-hmm. This is my new favorite idea. Mm-hmm of growler bears Ooh. a crossbreed by of grizzlies and polar bears mm-hmm. that are adapted to better survive climate change so the eggheads are saying yeah we need to create new mutant creatures in order to survive climate change okay how do you feel 
I feel like the anti-woke crowd won't, won't like the idea of growler bears. Why? This is like perfect Just for the Just think Confederate crowd. flag and then you'll understand what I'm, where I'm going. All right, here's another one. Yeah. Climate change-induced droughts in Iraq led to the re-emergence of a 3,400-year-old submerged Whoa. city. Actually, that is... What? Yes, this is what I'm excited about because I, I've been thinking about this. Yeah, because droughts... Reveal stuff. There's stuff at the bottom of of water, of of bodies of water, right? It has to be. They found actually um, earlier this uh, in the last month that um, at the bottom of Lake Mead, they're finding barrels filled with human remains from mafia killings in the like Uh, 60s that are now emerging thanks to the droughts. But this one is German and Kurdish archaeologists. They're actually racing to catalog a 3,400-year-old city that's now visible again thanks to a drought in <laughs> wow. Iraq. That's cool. And they expect it's going to be resubmerged mm-hmm. as some of the waters, uh, the the ices melt and the waters rise again. But they are uh, thinking this is the ancient city of Zakiku okay. of the Mitanni Empire. Sure. That's right, an empire almost no one has ever heard of, mm-hmm. but that controlled large swaths of the northern Mesopotamia and Syria. So the eggheads are actually saying here, thank you, climate change. We now have more cuneiform to read. Uh, they found cuneiform tablets. Can we say like that, in perfect condition? Can we say to those archaeologists that can they look for I'm missing a keychain, an Eiffel Tower keychain. Maybe I think made the bottom. Uh, of that. Did you drop it? Did I, you drop, I drop it, it in the near Red the, Sea? Near the ancient city of Zakiku. <laughs> so, I, so if they see it, could they please send it to me? I'll, let, I'll let them Thanks. know. Here's one that um, hurts my brain, okay. but I'm going to say it. Sand shortages are linked to climate sand change. Sand shortages. That is right. Okay. Now, sand is actually the second most used commodity in the world next to water. What? Is that true? And there's so much to unpack okay. here. So I'm, yeah, I'm just going to give you some highlights. Oh. Climate change apparently is washing away beaches, oh. and beach sand is the primary input for glass and concrete. Okay. I read that desert sand is actually, quote, too angular. Wow. That's what sci- That's what apparently... So you can't use desert sand. Okay. So beach sand is eroding and disappearing, hmm. and it's led to the rise of sand mafias oh, no. who are stealing and trading sand <laughs> oh on the black god. market. Oh my god. I'm not joking. This, none of this is a joke. Yeah. The depletion of the sand has actually left cities vulnerable to sea level rise. Sand is actually the first barrier in a lot of places to uh, mm-hmm. rising sea level, and it's caused the UN to issue a critical warning last month. Wow. So eggheads are saying... Go long sand. It is going to be like water, one of the most needed, least available resources in the world. I mean, coming from uh, an ocean city when I go to beaches at least once a week, I'm fascinated by this. this So, uh, first of all, sand being the second biggest commodity. You're telling me that companies just come to beaches and load up on sand? This is how it works? They literally take giant diggers. Yeah. And I've never bring seen the sand somewhere else to make stuff. Wow. They actually destroyed sand, um, like everywhere they've been sort of strip mining sand. Mm-hmm. They actually started um, forests that are next to, to beaches. They start clearing them out and digging the ground, oh hoping they can get sand out of them. It, the, the need for sand is so high that um, they, it, they will strip everything to get and, sand. And doesn't that directly correlate with coastal erosion? Isn't that sand there for a purpose? Yeah, and it takes 10,000 years to make that sand. Oh my God. So it's like you take the sand out. 
There's not like new sand. That's no, just you, like, the, all right, the, we'll just the, make some new sand. The waves have to be punching those rocks forever, right? They punch them for 10,000 years. Yeah. yeah. Like, so you can stand like on a rocky shoreline mm-hmm. and wait 10,000 years, and then you'll have the sand <laughs> that you need. That sounds nice. That's, <laughs> all right. <that's, laughs> it okay. does actually sound delight- delightful. Here's another one. Yeah. This one will make your brain hurt, too. Okay. The title of the article I read is Climate Change. Is it time to say goodbye to inhaled anesthesia? Oh, no. Anesthesiologist Dr. Nick uh, Sperna Wayland yeah. of Amsterdam University Medical Center Duh. is the founder of the center's sustainable healthcare team. Okay. It turns out the happy gas that you get for your root canal is more dangerous to climate change than cow farts. What? In fact, as much as 80 times worse for global warming potential. Wow. When they put that mask on you and they knock you out. Really? It's an 80x worse for climate change than um, than cows are. But there Methane have to be cows. far more cows out there farting than there are people getting root Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Overall, I'm just talking about particle for particle basis. I'm yeah. not talking about, like, actual emissions. But... There is a move mm-hmm. to actually stop giving oh, stop. or recycle Don't. as much as they can. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Gas, inhaled anesthesia. So the eggheads are saying, prepare to stay awake during your root canal. They're going I like to this, like, Matt. They, it's kind of like more local and less gas. It's kind of like in college, you know, where you you take a hit of a joint and then you like you 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 maybe you pass it off to someone like directly into their mouth, that kind of thing. You, you pass the smoke <laughs> off maybe if you don't have a lot of weed left. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so what maybe we can do that with with uh we can do that with root canals. You just like you take a hit of the anesthesia and, the, and, then, and you, then you make out with the person yeah, exactly. next to you. That's beautiful. Come on. We're, 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 you just put a dental dam over your face and pass that uh, anesthesia. It's great. Perfect. And now I'm going to end by um, fully depressing you. Okay. Actually, these, ha- these stories haven't depressed me so far. I'm, I'm learning a lot and I like to learn stuff. So it's good. Oh, they depressed me okay. reading all about them. Um, locals advocate glacier marriages huh? amid climate change concerns in Pakistan. I don't know what that means. Here's what's happening. Yeah, it's hard to understand what that means until I tell you. Yeah. Pakistan is the home to the highest number of glaciers outside of the poles, the North what? and South Pole. Pakistan? No joke. Yeah, Pakistan. But Pakistan must be... Wait, what? Is it... Is it? I don't understand. There's that. a lot of mountains. They're all up in the mountains. It's all glaciers glacial up in the mountains. mountains. Okay. Glaciers. And There's the mountains. little glaciers all wow. over the place. Um, you can stop like right thousands. there, and I say good reporting because I did not know that. Um, yeah. I take no credit. I reporting something else. Um, and turns out they're all melting. In fact, mm. over the last you know few months, there have been massive. They, they uh, a lot of these melts are happening all of a sudden, and they're like washing away towns uh, in uh, on the mountains really? of Pakistan. And locals, to combat this, now there's climate alarmists who are really upset by it, but locals are beginning to perform an ancient ritual in which they marry glaciers to create new Oh, it's kind of like with the, when you, in the shower, with the, when the soap, you know, when your bar of soap (laughs) is really small, right? And you kind of try to mash them together and... But it doesn't really work out when you try to wash your body with all those little soaps. Well, it turns out that it actually doesn't make more soap, though. You no. just combine two little bits and of soap and into one slightly and larger and bit. And it's of soap. really difficult and terrible. Yeah. And it's really hard, and they keep falling apart. But 
They're performing ceremonies. Now, this got me thinking mm -hmm. about the religious implications of climate change. Okay. This is from a paper in the Federal Reserve put out in 2016. Yeah, I said the Federal Reserve. Sure. Um, and this is a paper they did. Um, in the context of environmental disasters, it has been um, religion has been shown, prayer has been shown to play three important huh? psychological roles. Okay. Number one, yeah. helps people preserve, uh, persevere and survive distress. So you pray because sure. that helps you mentally survive it. Number two, it provides you a sense of protection from future negative events. So you're praying to protect you from the event happening again. Okay. And number three, believing that it can prevent future disasters. This is what a study by Mitchell in 2003 sure. found. Here is my prediction. Yes. I have two predictions. Yes. Two predictions. Not egghead say this is us. Number mm -hmm. one, climate change is going to increase religious fervor oh. because we need explanations for things that are happening. And if you don't believe humans are creating climate change, right. then you will begin to, a lot of religious organizations will ascribe religious reasons for some of these disasters that are happening rather than scientific sure expect more factioning in religion and more religious reasons for for that okay number two Sounds terrible mm -hmm. this is my real prediction yes netflix will option a glacier version of the bachelor by 2025 wait explain a glacier version if if they're marrying glaciers in pakistan yeah. How long is it until Netflix goes out there and says, well, what's the glacier version of The Bachelor? Can oh, we so find the like six so the, glaciers? The Bachelor will be the glacier. Together? The, yeah, the, the glaciers are going to be like in a room it'll be like together. It'll like a race against romantic time as it, as it, as it melts. Like, can we get You're, love before it melts away? Can we away? get oh, love beautiful. before you melt? It's okay. a wonderful Netflix end show. End the show on this because that's... You can't that is where that. I'm going to end the show. <laughs> that's Damien Rollis. Emma lurked hard yeah, today. Yeah, good work, Emma. We are... We are Free Float Media. If you like this, come back tomorrow. Well, how could we'll you have not like this? Ridiculous. Come I mean, on. this is ridiculous. No. This is ridiculous. You should enjoy You've it. you learned a enjoy lot of stuff every... today. I'm sorry. You actually did learn did a you, lot. Did you? You did. I mean, if you listened, if you didn't turn off. I mean, who now, even knew that Pakistan something. was a thing? I didn't even know Pakistan was a thing. What, what is a Pakistan? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That feels racist and somehow no. useful. All right. Oh, dear, dear. That's it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>